what three things would you take with you if your house was on fire and you could only grab three things? My flashlight, <laughs> my <laughs> dildo. So me. Damn. Also me. During women's what? That's friendly fire. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Objectifying yourself? <laughs> I'm both of those things. The first Spider-Man movie, <laughs> The Lighthouse, and uh, Inside. And uh, there's no particular connection between these three movies. <laughs> I would take um, my sketchbook that's full of only pictures, or rather of sketches, of Willem Dafoe. Um, my sculpture that I made of Willem Dafoe, and... The dildo that you made. <laughs> no, a fish tank. Oh. <laughs> Hi, ghouls. Hi, ghouls. Good evening. We're quoting a movie we just saw. Hopefully you've seen it too, or this will mean nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the drive-out, where we go to the drive-ins, talk about it on the drive-out. And I don't know how to get the f- out of this fucking parking garage, <laughs> <way>. apparently. <laughs> we just watched a, a big little movie. movie. We just watched a movie called uh, Inside, featuring, and only featuring, <laughs> Mr. Willem Dafoe. And uh, I haven't seen Castaway. It's on the list. Um, but this is basically just Willem Dafoe in Castaway, but he's in an apartment instead of on an island. And uh, even though I haven't seen Castaway, I'm going to say this movie is better. It's really interesting that you say that because I wasn't thinking. I was thinking the whole time that this was a survivalist movie and how interesting it was that he is in, like, you'd think that if you're locked in a penthouse apartment in New York that you're not in a survivalist situation, but he hardcore is. Like, he's shitting in the bathtub every day. <laughs> like, that was disgusting. The shit seemed not great. Yeah. I didn't like it. But the juxtaposition between this crazy nice apartment, like, absolutely absurd how nice this apartment is, and, like, the things he has to do to survive are so just... Mwah. I thought it was so interesting because it's he's literally in a brutalist environment. It's a brutalist, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. ...apartment. Like, there's concrete stairs. It was so interesting. Anyway, he, we should probably do a summary first. He turning into a cave. Well, yeah. yeah. Complete with cave paintings. Yeah, Well, I... and that's the thing, too, in Castaway that you say that. There's... That's a... I don't want to say a huge point of ca- in Castaway, but at some point it's in Castaway, point. he's in this shelter, this cave, and there's just cave paintings everywhere. Because what else are you going to do with mm. your time, you know? Yeah. But who's going to do the summary? I can do it. Do you want to do it? I think you did it last... Did I do it last or I did it last, but you did it before me, so I think it's Alec. Okay, Alec, do you want to do it? I'm going to take a stab at it. Hold on, let me whip out my timer, because you know for fucking sure. I mean, I don't I'm even not think going you're going to need it, minutes. because this movie... What are you going to summarize? You can summarize it as he got trapped in an apartment uh, I, and lost yeah, his I mean, mind. Yeah, I mean, if you're a smooth brain. <laughs> Which you've confessed to be several times on this podcast, so... It's true. You don't have to out yourself. Are you giving the summary? I can. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is an art thief who gets trapped in an apartment. He then dies. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> who's to say if he did? No, here's here's the here, here's my actual attempt at a, at a thoughtful summary. So, Willem Dafoe is a like some sort of uh, highfalutin art thief who is 
breaking into the penthouse, I assume New York City penthouse? Yeah, yeah looks of, like uh, it. Of some sort of like super high elite, uh, high art, snooty type person. <laughs> um, he's only supposed to be in there for seven minutes. Something goes wrong with the security system and this kind of like lockdown protocol becomes enabled, which traps him inside and his partner, who's kind of like a guy in the chair, hacker man uh, voice <laughs> over the comms uh, type character who we never see, um, pretty quickly abandons him. Uh, we then are faced with a, like Becca said, absolutely brutal struggle for survival where Willem Dafoe is doing everything that he can to survive because importantly, there's very little food inside of this penthouse and most of its uh, like like utilities seem to have been turned off. Like there's no water coming out of the pipes. Uh, he's not really able to start a fire on the gas stove or anything like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's mostly just a chronicle <laughs> that goes into his descent into madness as he's surrounded by luxury and art, uh, but none of the things that he needs in order to survive. Uh, and at the very end, after exhausting pretty much every possible resource, uh, there's a little bit of an ambiguous ending at the end where if you're optimistic, you can believe that he has been working towards this goal this whole time of escaping through this light fixture in the roof. Uh, and the imagery is of uh, a hole in that light fixture that he could have feasibly escaped through. Um, but I think in, uh, like, just given, like, the overall tone and <laughs> ambiance of uh, the scene and the kind of finality of it, uh, it seems more likely that he instead climbed to the top of his little mound uh, and threw himself off of it in order to make it all stop. See, I agree that it's ambiguous. I really truly believe that he got out, though. I don't know, because the robe that he's wearing when he climbs up is hanging off the uh, art The little piece structure in the middle, made. yeah. This giant piece of art that he's made to climb up to the high ceiling um, is hanging off. So I, I feel like the way I read it was not that he threw himself off, but that he tried to get out. He's got a broken leg, fell off. Um, I was thinking that from like the moment he first climbs up there, I'm like, he's going to die. He's going to go up there and try to get out and he's just going to get so close. And that light, that big piece of glass is going to fall on his head and knock him out and he's going to fall to his death. Or it was very Hitchcock in that way. Yeah. Every yeah. time he goes up, I'm like, this is it. Like, <laughs> like he's going to fall and break his back. And now he's like, yeah. And then when he did fall, like earlier in the movie, when he hurt his leg, mm -hmm. I was like, I fully expected it to be much more damaging. But it was just kind of like a I cut on his I, leg. I, I thought he was going to like snap his femur in half I or something. Too. I was really, I don't know, man. This movie was capital T tense. Like, Absolutely. oh my God. Just so, like, every moment it felt like something was being, like, like taffy just being pulled. Mm -hmm. Not having to, so I, I've had a, a bit of a character arc with abstract art and fine art in general. I've, I've taken a few classes in college and I've gone from the everyman point of view of, like, oh, it's all bullshit and it's all fucking stupid to genuinely being able to appreciate like, a, a, like kinds of art and mediums of art that I wouldn't have otherwise. 
Um, obviously, a large portion of it is just snooty people being snooty and trying to create something where there isn't because their lives are, like, their immediate needs are so fulfilled that they just, their brains are just firing on nothing, you well, know what and, I mean? And money laundering. And money laundering, which <laughs> is also a big part of it. Um, but there's, like, but like abstract art, I don't know. The, it, it was explained to me once that, like, music, for example, um, like, abstract art always has to justify itself. Like, images for imagery's sake. Where, But, like, music doesn't have the same argument. And, like, there isn't really a reason why. Like, like you can have a, a piece of music that's just fun to listen to. It doesn't have to be a depiction of something. You know what I mean? And some music is. Like, like Witch's Sabbath from the Romantic period. Like, the, 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 the violinists famously turn around their bows and kind of, like, clack it along the strings to make it sound like there are skeletons dancing around. That, like, that kind of, like, depictive music, you know? Um, but music is largely abstract. We like it because of the way that it sounds. Uh, and the and, way it makes you feel when you hear and that And how sound. it makes you feel. And that's yeah. completely fine. But art, for some reason, because it, it was so heavily depictive for so long, um, but not tech... Uh, oh, whatever. This isn't an art podcast, but it's, it's, uh, but it is today. And I think that like, if you're, if you're going to do castaway inside of an apartment, it didn't have to be this apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like making it specifically in like a high art thing and making him an art thief gave the movie some really cool opportunities to just do some fantastic fucking images for imagery's sake. Absolutely. Things that just looked cool. You know well, what I mean? Well, and you, I think... Sorry, uh, do you... Well, I, mine's just a really small... You, I think you hit your hit it on the head earlier when you said, like, you were making the comparison between um, the needs, like the... What's it called? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Hierarchy of needs, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's in this place that's just the tip of the pyramid and nothing below it. Yeah. And... Like, it really demonstrates that, like, you can have everything in the world, but if you don't have, you know, food and water and people to talk to, you're going to fucking die, <laughs> you know? I thought it was really perfect that they put it in the art setting um, for uh, several reasons. But, I mean, the biggest one was kind of I don't want to say it was like on the nose because he doesn't directly say it but he leaves his little note on the wall and says that maybe it needed to be destroyed like maybe I'm sorry I destroyed your home but like maybe it needed to be destroyed um all I could think about the whole movie was that art is destruction and I mean I think he does say that actually at one point that like art is destruction you have to destroy yeah exactly like and Robert and I at one point, like halfway through the movie, we like told each other our predictions, which were both wrong. But um, what were they? I mean, well, I from I'm trying to think what point I was like, oh, it was when he first builds the structure. That was me. I was too. like, I was like, okay, he is being observed. This was on purpose. I like, thought that too. I thought there was away... going to be a Shyamalan at the end. Yeah, like they took away all his needs so that the guy would, like the artist or the, the art connoisseur. The exactly. Yeah. Oh, and that's what Robert was saying. He said that like he's the exhibit, like people are watching him. No, I was no. saying that at the end, like they're going to open it up and it's going to be an exhibit 
like yeah. oh, just the, I like, misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's like kind of what I was thinking. But they turn it into art exactly. after the fact. No, no, no. I thought I thought that like the guy had like hired him purpose. and then it purposely locked him in here and mm-hmm. at the end he was going to open it up and be like this is what happens when you leave a man in the inside of a mm-hmm. house by himself mm. without anything for 30 days and then charge money to go and yeah. see like, well, what he created and because and it's not it. it's not necessarily totally unethical because the guy voluntarily broke into his house a, yeah. so it's like payback and, and so That's like what and I then was he thinking. would be like what are you going to do like are you going to press mm-hmm. charges you broke into my fucking house like i could you know what i mean have you jailed forever i i thought that by the end like that was gonna happen and then he was just gonna like kill the guy and kill himself and be like fuck it all i'm gonna burn it all to the ground type thing i didn't know it was really interesting because you said this movie was really tense i had no idea what was coming at any point that was my prediction but i was like i don't feel like it makes sense for them to actually save him like i didn't think jasmine was ever gonna open the door even though I wanted her to so bad I didn't think that they were gonna come home um it didn't make sense for anyone else to be in this film like an actual person not like a dream person or a hallucination the scene where he is other than her and she almost oh my him, god dude I was barely it dumb. made me so bad it's so good the theme it's of so like fucking being surrounded good. by people but not having anyone to talk to it's like, so good he's seeing all of these people on a daily basis like seeing their lives but is just barely just by by one wall is unable to see them is unable to touch them or feel them or get any kind of contact so good it's so but good I it didn't make sense for there to be another person but I still was like I wanted there to be someone you know like I wanted for him to not be alone but I knew it wouldn't make sense and I wanted him so badly to break out but I knew it wasn't going to happen I was like I I had no idea at any point what was going to happen I think also this is a completely different thought I just thought of it like because of the penthouse door when he when he's like in that frantic state where he starts just destroying shit to try and get out of the apartment and he starts carving at that big huge wooden door and your heart just breaks because you're like wait no that's such expensive art stop but like what is he gonna do that's like his immediate reaction is to destroy something to get out and that I guess is kind of where that that started for me that like art is destruction thing was just that like he had to destroy like art is destruction but then the destruction of art is also art and this movie is, this movie is art. It's so beautiful. The imagery of him, like, of, of him just, like, I don't even know what to call, like, to, I was going to try and call him his character's name, but he doesn't have a name. No one has a name except for the people, I don't know, Willem Dafoe's character, I don't know, the thief. He's just, like, all these shots of him when he's just, like, it's from above. One in particular that really... I was like, wow, was when he was, like, in his underwear on the concrete steps, just, like, curled up in a ball. I was like, this movie is crazy. And when it's just, like, all of the the remains of the art pieces and the pieces of furniture that he's just destroyed in building his survival, just scattered about, and it, it is making art. But, like, 
it was it hurt to watch him destroy these beautiful pieces like when he moves the chess set that's made of glass because well he moves the table and the chess set just like falls apart that was a great shot it was too. such a great shot it's having just the, like camera, the camera like on, on the, the table, table and then the vibrations of and him the moving it. Oh, like it the was, breakdown of order yeah. Yeah. you know and that's what it was that's like where it started was like with the door and then he just slowly starts breaking things and breaking things and then he breaks the vase to make the the goggles so that he doesn't get dirt in his eyes and uh just so so much beautiful art that he destroys and in that destruction has made something i guess you could argue that it's more beautiful because it's it's like that collection of destruction it stacks you know it's like it's like a composite of more and more art well it feels destruction. more human it's so layered exactly because and it's like, more human it, it's like it's born of need and born of sacrifice. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it gives it that inherent importance because it like helped him survive, mm -hmm. you know? And that, yeah, that was another thing that I just kept thinking was the, that saying that, um, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. Necessity is the mother of invention, but also like the mother of art, honestly, uh, necessity and destruction together make just they just make something so much more beautiful um and so much more ugly in some ways too like he took the life of those fish those beautiful fish oh man it made me so sad when he the fish just dies and he makes them into these disgusting fish balls because what else is he going to eat he like ran out of dog food and when they has, uh, they did the like the cut shit. from the like pile of shit in the bathtub in the directly to the dog food, I was like, "You're was fuck up. you for that, man." That was not <laughs> so nasty. That was uncalled for. When he is trying to find water and he goes into the toilet where he is just pissed, and that's the only water that he can find that isn't salty or chlorinated. Oh god! Three big so images bad. for me that like really leap out at me are um, when he finds the secret passageway oh, in green. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's like kind of like clawing uh, yeah. through that space. That was a really arresting image for me. Um, when he's in the projector room and he's sitting with the projector behind himself mm -hmm. and the two different projectors are kind of creating like almost like wings of like colored light <laughs> or like, like behind him in a way. Uh, and then just like the little like neo-brutalist shrine that he creates like when it's like full-blown like it's got like yeah. the pillow with all the lug nuts from the light fixture that he's been trying to dismantle from the ceiling he's like created these robes uh and used like like pipe cleaners in order to create like this uh <laughs> like little like primitive headdress I think that, that he was like already a piece of art shrine. that was already a piece of art that he put on his head yeah yeah. That was a great moment. Mm. He's like, I'm going to die or I'm dying. I, I have, have no, energy. no energy. I have no energy. I have no energy. Yeah. Um, um, also, critical for to understand about Willem Dafoe, he has an enormous rib cage. Oh my Bro. god. He, he is built a, weird. He is a literal skeleton. <laughs> he I can't I can't believe how physical he was in this movie after seeing the way he looks. I'm like, with what muscle, bro? Like with with what like how do you even function when looking like that? Like, 
It's it's crazy. He's like, so skin and bones. Between like the how skinny his limbs are, how big his rib cage is, and like just like how pronounced his cheekbones are, like he's just like a like a like a Walt Disney 1930s skeleton. <laughs> like yeah. like dancing in the background to spook and like boy does he know how to use his physique duck. to like just be goblin you yeah. know? Like he just oh my god. Just full goblin. In this whole movie, I'm really happy for Defoe too, because he he just gets to do what he wants now. You know and what I mean? Like boy, you can tell did. that he like, act his ass off. Yeah, he's he's doing the projects he wants to do, and I think that's tight as hell. I tell me if you guys think I'm crazy, but this felt like like a cousin movie to Tar for some reason for me. Like why? Because it's just this rich like people. slow <laughs> self destruction. Like this is the like. The the high art equivalent of uh, Tar's version of like music snobs, you mm. know, like just a slow descent into madness and like being laid low. Much yeah. darker though. Much darker. Not it's that like, you know sexual harassment and grooming or. I don't know. Tar was pretty fucking dark. There was, was like really straight dark. up horror scenes and was comparing like, and contrasting like the fine art world of music. To like the the personal the depravity of, depravity yeah. of people who o- occupy those spaces, and this one was kind of like thrusting a a person who didn't belong in it into like a world of art and nothing but yeah, <laughs> and the nothing but is creates a lot of absences that a a person needs. You know, um, I can I can kind of see like the the comparison, but the whole like moral hypocrisy and the moral unraveling of the main character in Tar just feels very different to me than the the psychological unraveling of the thief in this movie. Yeah, I guess they're just movies about people being unraveled and and surrounded, surrounded by beautiful by... sounds and or images. Yeah, exactly. Um and like the the main characters are like so obviously the main characters. You know what I mean? Like like Kate Blanchett is Tar, you know what I mean? Like she she yeah. She had, like, a great supporting cast and everything, but that was Kate Blanchett's movie. You know what I mean? Like, she, she, the re- I, I really believe that the only reason it was nominated for Best Picture is because of how good her performance is, and I think Willem Dafoe is very similar with how good his performance is. I don't know if this is going to get any Oscar love. Um, I could see it happening just simply because it's that kind of movie. And honestly, I was ready for to watch something like this because we had a string of like, we watched like Cocaine Bear and then Ant-Man, Ant-Man and then Scream, which I love Scream, but it's not high art in, in that way. You know what I mean? It's not, it's very campy and like, that's the fun of it. So I was ready to watch something a little bit heavier. Um, and, and this did not know, disappoint. <laughs> it was pretty heavy. Yeah. It was... You said something interesting about, like, the moral unraveling. And not that this is a morality thing, but it just was really interesting. And I've already mentioned this, but I'm kind of going back. How quickly he went from, like, taking great care to... Taking great care to, like, preserve the art to immediately destroying it. Um... So immediately destroying and for like survival's sake, but then he just starts like on the second day, he like puts on the, the metal, like the medallion 
and wears it around, and then he gets really hot and he just throws it in the pool. God, the heat was killing oh me. Oh my gosh, I could it was, feel it. And when he's just tearing up books to wipe his ass. And what a way to make an apartment an island. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, like the the conceit of the malfunctioning smart house just worked really well in that yeah. sense. Like air conditioning run amok, like heat, central heating run amok, uh, like fire alarm waterwork systems run amok and you get this like you get this sense that you're on a deserted island you know what i mean like with these the like these droughts and these like cold fronts and these monsoons that are just like tearing away at you mm-hmm. so yeah, you're like, like it's like outside even though you're like, inside yeah yeah that's, that that's really good i didn't think about that and how it actually is simulating like the actual seasons the and actual the actual outdoors. like out yeah that's that was it's cool i started thinking about that once the the cooler went on i was like oh he's gonna get all the seasons and then critical that he saw the fire alarm was like this is my salvation and then no one came yeah and it was that was an insane amount of water it flooded the place not realistic but not yeah somebody would have come also he has a walkie-talkie and doesn't have a cell phone (laughs) but like that's not the point of the movie you know yeah. Um, so, like, not only could you have used the walkie-talkie, there's a lot of channels to choose from, and you're in the middle of a fucking <laughs> metropolis. True. But also, you don't have a cell phone. Like, that's a little well, bit... Well, maybe it's because, like, if you have a cell phone and you're tracked, like... Sure, like, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? You, like, you're not going to bring your ID to go steal shit and stuff. Sure, so maybe, maybe that's so maybe like some a... sort of... Oh, I... <laughs> yeah, like, like, that, that, like, that would be easily explained, and maybe, uh, like accidentally destroy the walkie-talkie early on it shows the battery going out but like at it, it did kind of confuse me a little bit because i didn't know how much of this was voluntary like if he was still in the beginning trying to figure out a way to escape without being caught mm. you know what i mean um so the fact that the bat like he let the battery run out i don't know at like like when you get to around like 10% battery, I'd have been, like, scanning the channels, like, everyone. SOS he, Honestly, you could have, you could have shown him doing that, and just having no one pick up, and that would have been enough. I you know wonder what I mean? if that was maybe a deleted but scene, or maybe something. Or, I mean, at the same time, it just doesn't really matter that much. True. For, like, it's just one of those things, like, you get to suspend your disbelief for movies The point of the movie yeah. is that he's trapped, so it's like, when it's that central, when it's that much the premise, it, you don't need to labor too hard. Like yeah. I understand why I'm here. I understand why the movie is. The name is what co- it the is. movie's called Inside. Yeah, so. it doesn't have to Which, justify. I don't itself like that name. Hard. Really, it's not it's a great a name, name. Not least because like Bo Burnham, like that's a that's a name. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like it's so it's confusing for that reason, and I feel like it's just not. It's just like that. Like for some reason, that recent trend of just like one word. Movie just bland titles? ass words. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what this like. Fall. What ambulance? Sixty five. Inside. <laughs> Sixty five is the name of that that movie with Adam Driver. Yeah, it's not good. And yeah. I'm a t- I'm a title guy, and this like I could think of so many. Fire of Love, banger title. Banger title. Yeah, I don't like three thousand years of longing. Even if you didn't like the movie, that's I don't know. I think that's a really good title. Um, yeah. We. That's not on our list. It's not on the podcast list. 
No, um, it's because we did lose the audio from that episode. Yeah, something happened to the yeah, audio. Yeah, we lost I don't, it. I don't remember what happened. I think I might have the audio somewhere. It's a shame because I really like the art for that one. So maybe we'll have to do a re-record. I don't know. I didn't really like it, so I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, let's put it on the letterbox list. I re I I kept on saying that I was going to do it as a tier list. And then organizing the tiers, I did so, and there were some shakeups. Shakeups. So you, so you, you made a tier list, and then went inside and re-edited your, your yeah. So, I, list? so what I did was go through all of the movies on the list and put them in tiers first, not with any regard to each other, but just like this is an S tier movie, this is a C tier movie, and so on. And then that, like each tier, was its own much smaller list that I then organized from favorite to least favorite. And then that creates a, its own hierarchy. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I feel like that would work for me really well. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was much easier than trying to do just one massive, like, like f- favorite to least favorite list, you know? And it resulted in some movies jumping way far and way behind one another. I, like, th- th- there were some of them that stayed rock solid. but I think, I think my list would probably be the same. Let's, let's do a blind test. You know what I'm saying? Like, with, without access to your list right now, that, <laughs> make a second one using the tier list and see what the differences are. That takes a lot of time. Maybe we'll do that this weekend. Okay, I got mine pretty solidly. I'm trying to... I haven't done this on the app before. I'm going to say mine and then give the phone to Becca because yeah, she still hasn't it. downloaded the app. Okay, mine is at number 19. It's just below Barbarian, right above uh, Knock at the Cabin. Number 20 for me... Just below us, just above Barbarian. What did I say mine was? 19 or something? 29? Get out of my head. thing. It's not one that I feel like I watch over and over again. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> it was too much. But it was really, really good. Sure. Okay, I'm going to put it on 15, below us, above Babylon. Wow. All right. There you have it, folks. What do we think it is uh, on the I mean, stars? it's a Sundance movie, right? I believe. I could be wrong. I don't know. We're on a five-star system, right? Five-star system. And you can do <laughs> I'd give it points. I'd give it four stars. I liked it. I really I liked it. Too. Yeah, I was thinking uh, 3.7 as we were walking out, so I'm going to stick to that. I kind of have two different <laughs> scales at any given time. There's like what I think the objective quality of a movie mm-hmm. is and how much I like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's insane how disconnected those two are sometimes. Same. Yeah. Same. Like there will be ass movies that I just like really like and objectively good movies where I'm just, I, I just didn't like it. Tar is a perfect example where it's, I think, just an objectively really well put together movie or like Infinity Pool, like just really objectively well written, well, like the cinematography, the acting, just the, all, all of those different choices. But I just don't like it. And then you've got Mad Max. Let's fucking go. <laughs> There's a dude with a guitar and it has fire coming out of it. I don't know. All right. 3.1 out of uh, five stars on Letterboxd. Yeah. That's a little bit lower than I expected it, to be honest. Same. I could see people not liking it just because it's... Gotten to it yet. One of the top reviews is my cat when I leave for three days. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's fucking Pabu, a fairy. Literally. <laughs> Just losing her mind when we're gone for a week. Amazing. Yeah. Except for that we actually leave her with food and water. and. Yeah, well. Except for that one except time. For that one time. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still here. No, we, she had Admitting food and water. animal abuse on the pod. She had food well, and water. Well, goals. I'm we tired just watched a big movie called <laughs> I Have to Take My Medicine and I Have a New Job Tomorrow that I have to wake up at 6 for. So, love you. Good night. Love you, Omdeville. Good night. You are a ghoul <laughs> by definition. Big ass red cage having it.